Hello and welcome to Let's Enter the Arena. I'm your host, VM Campos, and this is the podcast where I talk with a member of the Magic the Gathering community, and we focus on Magic Arena. Well, everyone, we've had a few weeks of Ikoria, Layer of Behemoths, to play online. Hopefully you've been getting a lot of gameplay in, you've been enjoying the human drafting, and so forth. I've got a brand new guest to the podcast that we're going to talk all about his magic journey. Please welcome to the podcast, Hargit618. Hello, everyone. How are y'all doing? Thanks for being on the podcast. Have you done many of them before? Hey, thank you for having me. Uh, this is actually the first podcast I've ever done. I've done a couple of interviews for some school projects and whatnot, mm-hmm. but no, this is the first podcast. Oh, cool. So I'm very happy to be here. Oh, I'm, I'm happy to have you as well. So thanks so much for agreeing to be on the show. And usually what we do is a a first like getting to know you type of show. And then if you'd like the show, I'll have you back in the future. and Maybe we'll talk more strategy and such. Okay, sounds good to me. Is there anything you'd like to self-promote first? Any YouTube or Twitch or streams or anything at all? Uh, I am on Twitch um, as Hargit618. Um, I mostly do magic content. I also am doing a Dark Souls 3 run right now and really just a variety of things. So yeah, if you if you want to, give me a like, follow, all that stuff. Very nice. I'll put the links, uh, any links that you'd like in the show notes to get some traffic over to you. Well, it's been a little while that several of us have had to be quarantined and social distancing and all that stuff. It's a weird time, but we'll get through it together. And I wanted to ask you, Hargit, uh, is there any sort of like uh, positive words or self-care regimen that you'd like to share? Um, Every day, I just try to stay to the same routine. Um, I always make my bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. People say that's the most important part of the day because, you know, it's the first task that you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, t- just take care of yourself. Um you know, we're all in this together, and yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Most, that's yeah, that's mostly it. You know, I'm not a real, good, I'm not a real good, uh, I guess, mo- I guess, motivator on that, but. <laughs> Yeah, but, well, but I think it's a very good point in terms of having a yeah. routine to stick to because, you know, times are, are different, but you have that control. Yeah. People have that control about, yeah, I'll do these tasks that I'm used to and and uh, and get yeah. a, hold, a hold of it. And I'll say stay positive. You know, during this during this time, I've met a lot of cool people, mostly through uh, streaming and whatnot. It's mm-hmm. a, just asking, you know, what they're doing through quarantine. And a lot of people have uh, been getting into streaming and whatnot and, you know, going to their channels has actually put a, mm-hmm. put smiles on their face, like you know, oh, yeah. maybe it's like you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm kind of good at this. Yeah, yes, and they, they keep making content, and every time that I go over to their channels, they're always they're always happy to see us. So yeah, no, that's yeah, cool. Talk about their day, even though you know they mostly just you know have slept mm-hmm. and ate. But, you know, people <laughs> like it. So all right. Well, like I said in the first um, the first episode, I like to do a get to know you sort of thing. So, yep. how much, uh, how long have you played Magic in any form at all? Yeah, so I started in 2012. Uh, my first event was actually the Corset 2013 pre-release. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I was oh man, I was either 16 or 17 at the time. And beforehand, I played Yu-Gi-Oh, mm-hmm. and I was like 10 or 12 when I quit. And I told my friends, okay, don't get me into another card game. I, I will get addicted to it. And they're like, okay, okay, cool. So it was either my 16th or 17th mm-hmm. birthday. They got me an Avacyn restored uh, a starter deck. I was like, ah, I know where this is going to lead. And uh, fast forward, and now we're here. So, <laughs> so but, but honestly, I, I love it. It's been a great time, and I've met a lot of people on the way. Yeah. Yeah, I love the game. 
So, now, has that been kind of like nonstop or did you take a break at any point or has it been all nonstop? Yeah, um, yeah so I took a break between, let's see, I guess it was Oath of Gatewatch until Hour of Devastation. Mm-hmm. And it was because I was in college and it was like junior year to the end of senior year, just because, you know, so much was going on during yeah. then that I just needed to focus. But I still kept up with the game. I just didn't buy anything. So, yeah. Oath so ignored all of Innistrad. I ignored basically all of Kaladesh was next, I believe. And then mm-hmm. the first part of Amonkhet. And then I got back in it. And yeah. yeah. I hear that a lot with people that I have on the show that they start at a certain point and they love it and then whatever happens in their life and they have to pause for a little while and then yep. they come back. So I hear that over and over. There's very few people that have that have played nonstop, although I do yep. I have had people that started like way back in beta and uh on oh, and man, off and I so wish. Forth. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe um, yeah. I had a couple. Let's see. I think Cheshire plays and Top Hat Tolab. They originally played back in beta, and they said that yeah, you know, I had I had some of the Power Nine back then, and I don't know where I'd ended up, but you know, RIP. It's always it's you always hear the stories of the people that trade in the uh, Black Lotuses yes. for the the ship the Shivan Dragons. Exactly. What and am I going to do it's... with an artifact? I want that big old dragon. Nah, I want that dragon. Come on, it gets bigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess if you play uh, what is it uh, ninety three ninety four. Yeah. Old school. It's still it's still a powerhouse. So. It is, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. my own story is that I did start actually around 1995. Oh, so wow. from okay. 95 to 99 is when I first played. Um, and the funny thing is uh, that that's, uh, you know, I graduated high school in 96. And so oh. when I went to college, I kind of fell off playing. Even though there were more people that could have played, I just kind of moved away from it. So from 1999 or so all the way to 2017, Hour of Devastation is when I came back as well. And I've been. Oh, wow, you came around the same time. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was still seeing magic throughout all of these years. And Mm -hmm. in 2017, early 2017, I went through my old stuff and I saw, well, I still have magic cards. Wow. Cool. Is this game still around? And I looked online and, of course, it was still around. And I saw everyone was doing hashtag MTGHOU. And I asked, what does that even mean? And they said, well, that's magic hour of devastation. It's the newest set. So I started to look into it. And then I bought my first booster pack in like 20 years over at the local Target. And I've been ever. I've been back ever since. That's awesome. It's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, our uh, yeah, there was a local shop. There we have like five or six local shops uh, in the area, mm. and uh, I went to the one closest to me, and I started talking to them. And one of the people that actually worked there, uh, I immediately walked in, and he said, he said, "Hey, I remember, I remember your name is, you know, Will." Mm. And I was like, and I was like. You remember me? He's like, yeah, of course I remember you. I'm like, all right. So apparently I left an impression. Yeah. He was a really good salesman, one of those. Mm-hmm. So, so oh. I still talk to him. He's a great guy. Yeah. But he he uh, kind of helped me get back into it and all that. And like a month later, they had a tournament. And I entered. I beat three of the people that were on the team there. And then everybody knew my name. I was like, oh, cool. I'm good. I'm That's really just lucky. Cool, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> just I'm lucky. back. Yeah, it's like, ah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I never left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's the main thing. You know, we we might leave magic, but magic never leaves us. Yeah, yeah don't call it a comeback, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> well, the latest and greatest way to play magic is Magic Arena. So how long have you played Magic Arena? Um, Let's see. I Probably since the beta, I was playing Chandra Torch of Defiance. I remember mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so pro- basically since the start of it, I... 
was playing that's actually how i got most of my practice in i was able to get uh, a bunch of cards and a bunch of uh, rare wild cards to build i think it was marty vehicles at the time yeah and i just kept practicing with that deck over and over again and eventually <laughs> eventually i was like you know what this feels pretty good i feel pretty comfortable and of course you know all the people that were kind of professional were like you know this deck is isn't that great i don't know if you should be running that <laughs> and then i won that tournament and then i won the uh, game day i'm like well i don't know what to tell you man yeah <laughs> so it's not it's not the vehicle it's the pilot yeah exactly i like that so. <laughs> so i was also playing um from the beta at some point back in 2018 oh, nice. and i've seen it evolve yeah. and i'm sure you as well what, what do you think about like the general evolution of arena it's been great so far i mean i was super happy when they announced direct challenges i was mm -hmm. ecstatic when they announced uh what was it about a month ago when uh they were doing you know actual eight person drafts yeah all i want now is uh i guess i really want the uh the kind of like a direct draft if you know what i mean basically you know i can get seven of my friends yeah and then I am, I think it's perfect. Well, actually, it needs modern and pioneer. And then it's perfect. So <laughs> and commander. Gotta get those eternal. Yeah. And commander. Yes. yes. <laughs> There's still plenty to do, of course, but in the short amount of oh, time yeah. that it feels like it's come out, they've How been addressing. Well, I first, like, the very first inklings of it, I remember the professor's, like, very first, like, alpha review of it was, like, in late 2017. So yeah. when it got yeah, to the people. Like 2018, I think, is when more people started to get into it. And then 2019, I guess, is when they made it out of closed beta. So it's not that old that it's been around and they've been improving it ever since. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So I'm sure you remember when there were very few sets on Arena and we oh, were just yeah, starving for the new sets. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember Kaladesh and all that. So. Yeah, exactly. I, I used to see so many Bullmat couriers coming at me turn one that I couldn't handle it. Oh my gosh, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in all of the time that you've been playing, how would you sort of rate yourself skill level in any form of magic? Beginning, intermediate, advanced, somewhere in the middle? Um, I'd say I'm pretty advanced. Um, ever, ever since I got back into it, I've been doing, uh, SEG events, uh, mm -hmm. channel fireball events and whatnot. I've got multiple day twos under my belt. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the first GPs, or I guess the, I guess it was the last, uh, Magic Fest that I did. Uh, I actually went 9-0 day one. I mm -hmm. dropped one game overall. I beat a bunch of pros and I felt like I was on top of the world. Yeah. And then day two happened and we're not going to talk about that on here. But. Sure. <laughs> But, Let's focus on the good. Yeah. yeah, I was I was featured on the website and everything. It was it was a great experience. And then the next two tournaments I day tuned and um yeah, the next two I day tuned and then I'm just been on nonsense though. So mm -hmm. I consider myself more advanced. Yeah. So, I mean there's always there's always room for improvement, of course. But, well what's the yeah. latest uh subtitle for Ikoria? There's always a bigger creature or whatever it yeah, is. Right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But yeah, congratulations on that. Day doing day two on any of these events is also very impressive. Oh yeah, I was like I said, I was ecstatic when that one happened. So mm -hmm. yeah, playing uh the mono blue tempo deck, if uh, you remember that one and with mm -hmm. uh, Curious Obsession oh, yeah. and, and uh Siren Storm Tamers and I just every time it's just I swing, hey, a counterspell. I'm going to counter your spell. I'm going to swing again. Hey, another counterspell. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you, just, you need to be lucky and good, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> Mostly exactly. lucky. <laughs> Play it the right way yeah. to get it, to eke out every every important move out of it. 
Yes. I do feel like on, on Arena, you definitely play against so many good players that you've got to be on your game at every single turn um, oh, yeah. or else you might uh, slip up and then, you know, you give them that one little advantage and then you can't quite catch up. So it's really like trial by fire going on Arena with the best people all the time. Yeah, it's great. It's great practice. I've, I've loved it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it makes for great content too, especially yeah. when, you know, something... You know, something that would never happen happens. <laughs> mm. for, like, like, have you played against this new uh, Garuda deck that's been showing up? I've been starting yeah. to see it little by little more, yes. Yeah, yeah. I started playing that. I was like, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to like this deck. And the immediate first uh, game that I did, I had double mana dork in a uh, hand. Mm-hmm. So I played Garuda turn four, and I followed it up with uh, four spark doubles. <laughs> and then... A Thassa to flip over, flip them over, mm. and then I stole like their. They had a Kogla. It's the the King Kong reference yeah. card, mm-hmm. and then they just conceded. I'm like, okay, never mind. I'm playing this deck. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I just see so much value out of that Thassa deck. You, anything blue that you can blink with Thassa is just amazing. I've yeah, seen people doing like the. Um, What's uh, Agent of Treachery? Just like, you know, blinking that over and over and just stealing your whole board, including any lands, if they really want to mess with you. Yeah, exactly. So, um, would that be perhaps like one of the your favorite cards happening at the moment? Or what about in any sort of standard at the moment? What's your favorite single card? Garuda is pretty fun. Uh, it's pretty busted. I really like uh, Garuda a lot. Um, let's see. Standard, I'd say it's either Garuda or Thassa. I, mm. like, I like blue cards. Um, and then I've got a favorite card for every format, really. But oh, okay. For standard, it's definitely Garuda or Thassa. I was thinking hard on that one. I was like, man, these are both good. I don't know if I can really decide. <laughs> so, oh, you can pick them both. I'll allow it. I know the podcast host. Uh, that's Ruda. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say, like, uh, you know, how we have, like, the Demir guilds of two colors and then, of course, wedges and shards. What would you say, like, you gravitate towards in any in any Ravnica two-color pair? Yeah, any guild. Um, I, like... Let's let's see. I like Boris a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like red white. I like to go fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. My big colors I like are I like Jeskai a lot. Red white blue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I lean towards red white. Um, I don't like Azorius as much, like the lore wise, but I like uh, mm-hmm. I like the Azorius colors. And then is it's always fun. It's just you know crazy spells that usually yeah. go infinite. So yeah, so, there's a lot you so can do with those, those colors. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, honestly, I like I like all the. Honestly, I like all the guilds, but those are probably the. I'd say it's probably Boros followed by Is It followed by probably Orzov, and honestly, I'm just biased because every time that I draft Orzov, I always I always do well. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. I was listening to Gabby Sparks's podcast recently, and she was talking with uh, with Mashi there, and they were trying to figure out what's the least what what's the what's the guild that people have the least love for. Now, what would you guess they they might have said? Uh, um, probably Gruel. That's exactly what they said. <laughs> oh wow, really? I was yes. thinking, I was like, like probably Gruel because they're just they're just you know <laughs> big so, dumb creatures or whatever. Yeah, but dumb, like, cre- dumb creatures that hit things with sticks. You know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I kind of gravitate towards either Demir or Orzhov. So right there, the the commonality is black. So I also kind of like mono black once in a while. Uh, but yeah. back when I was playing back in the 90s, that's what I seemed to gravitate towards because one of the first YouTube videos that I made uh, when I came back into Magic was 
going through those old decks that I had. And I had an old Demir deck from back in the 90s, although it wasn't called Demir because it didn't exist back then. But oh, it yeah. was uh, blue, blue, black back in the day for me. You know, I, I hit myself every time because when I was starting Yu-Gi-Oh, if I would have started Magic at the mm. time, I would have been playing in Tempest. Because yeah. I actually bought a magazine when I was younger because uh, the tournaments that I always had at, for the Yu-Gi-Oh ones were at uh, Books A Million. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to buy the magazines because I was look at, like, looking at the pictures because I was like seven. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was uh, there. I was looking through it because I found it like a couple months ago. And there was an article about Magic mm-hmm. talking about the powerhouse that Umazawa's Jite was. I'm yeah. like, oh. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, I guess it, I guess it wasn't called standard back then. I guess it was. Oh, what was what it were called? the names? There was extended type one, type yeah. two, that sort of thing. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I'll have to read that article again because it's so interesting about what they thought was a really good card and what's a really good card now, like GTA. Like, yeah, <laughs> banable. So there used to be um, earlier, earlier one of the early ma- uh, magazines, card magazines with a big focus on magic was the one called what was it called? Um, I had it on my mind, but then I suddenly forgot there there was a... Uh, oh, Inquest. There was Inquest magazine okay. back in the day. And that's the one I would read nonstop. And it had yeah. also like, yeah, here's a great card. Here's not a great card. And that one like famously uh, had many times picked like, this is a terrible card. But then nowadays it's a staple or, or whatever. Oh, yeah. I know um, there's, that fam- there, there's that famous article about uh, when Alliances was coming out. And the <laughs> card that everyone was going crazy over was Balduvian Horde. Oh, yeah. I believe it was a four mana five four, and when it enters the battlefield, you discard a card at random. Yeah, and they were saying that this was the best card ever printed. You know, <laughs> completely ignoring force of will. But, yes, exactly. But, force of will. Why would I throw away one of my own cards? Yeah, it's like this seems awful. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> You know, the funny thing is I played during those times and during those times I never cracked a force of will. But then when I oh, wow, uh, really? when I got back, yeah, and it was uncommon. Um, and I loved those sets. Like my sets that I love are Ice Age and Alliances because, okay, Ice Age is like very low power, but it's like very high, like uh, uh, top-down design. And then Alliances, they started to kind of bring the power level back after like the huge power levels of the very first sets. There was like a huge dip with, with Fallen Empires Ice Age, Homelands, and then they started to bring the power level back a bit with Alliances, Mirage, and then, of course, Tempest yeah. and such. So mm-hmm. I was right there, like, on on that big lull of it all, but I never got any Force of Wills. But when I got back into Magic, I went off to eBay, and I said, let me buy some of these old boosters of the old days. Like, now that I'm a grown-up and I have money, let me buy some boosters. And now, 20 years later is when I finally got an original Force of Will from Alliances. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was... Yeah, I think I bought my first Force of Will. I bought it for uh, my EDH deck mm-hmm. uh, back when I first started. I was like, I got to have this card. This seems like the best card ever. And I still have it. It was, mm-hmm. I think I bought it for like $80. And by bought it for $80, I mean, I traded in all my standard stuff that I didn't use yeah. for it. Well, that's how you've that's how you've got to do it exactly you know you yeah. trade in cards that you don't need to get cards that you do need or do want and uh people i think sometimes people forget that i think it's like well i just need to i need the money for it but no you've got money in these cards that you're not using well yeah i got really lucky when i was uh when i first started because like i said i started in 13 um so during that time i was in uh, rtr was about to start and then i also had innistrad so I was looking at all these cards, and I looked at these cards that people thought were really good. I was like, okay, people really like this card Snapcaster Mage <laughs> and this card Liliana. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to just try to trade in all these 
seven, eight dollar cards and get Snapcasters and Lilies. And while this is happening, mm. I'm also going to get Shocklands and stuff. Mm. Um, so first, I built Esper Control because I thought it was fun. And then at the end of RTR, that's when I started getting into Modern. And as you know, those all those cards carry over. Yeah. And the let's see, I think when Innistrad rotated out, like a couple months later, there was a, an event I went to. It was uh, GP Charlotte. And they were buying Snapcasters for sixty to seventy dollars there because they spiked up to a hundred, uh, and I had nine of them. I'm like, oh, wow. okay, I'm building modern, and yeah. it was uh, during during uh, Splinter Twin time. Mm-hmm. So they, um, so um, everybody was playing Splinter Twin, so everybody was getting their, uh, you know, Splinter Twins, their Pester Mice, their the Seaver mm-hmm. Snapcaster Mages. And all that, and I was just like, okay, I'm gonna keep my four. I'm gonna take these five, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna get shock. I'm gonna get fetch lands and start building a deck. And I built a Jeskai deck that I played forever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a fun time. Yeah, and it sounds like you had a good grasp of it in terms of here's what I want to do, here's my game plan for it, and I'm gonna stick with it. So that's cool. A lot of people kind of yeah. just go with the flow, but it looks like you had a good a good strategy all along. Yeah. The only thing I regret is I did trade away my lilies. I had uh-huh. I only had a playset, and they I think I traded them away when they hit sixty. I'm like, there's no way this card's gonna be more than sixty dollars. <laughs> and you know, yeah. <laughs> I got them back. I got them back eventually, yeah. but I'm not happy about it. Yeah. I pulled a I pulled a win. Modern Master 17 came out. I pulled a from one pack. I remember because I bought a box and I was like, man, this box is, isn't doing great. I haven't mm. pulled any shock land or fetch lands or any good rares. <laughs> and then the next pack, I pulled a Snapcaster and Foil Lily. I'm like, okay, never mind. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, cool. All is forgiven. Yeah. It's like, okay, okay, you can. Right, I'm not going to complain. Cool. <laughs> well, speaking okay. of real paper cards, did you manage to go to any uh, pre releases uh, in, in 2019? Uh, 2019, yeah, I was able to go to a few of them. Uh, let's see. I think the only one that I missed was Corset 2020. The other, all the other ones, I was able to go to. I always love going to the pre-releases. Mm-hmm. So, do you see yeah. an influx of new players, perhaps coming in from Arena, that want to experience Paper Magic? Oh yeah, there was a bunch of people there from Arena. Half of them were half of them just wanted to do the pre-release to get the uh, the code to get mm-hmm. you a free sealed event. Oh wow, and it was fun. Uh, we do a let's see, halfway through the year is when they actually started that uh, the midnight pre-release mm-hmm. could be at like seven p.m. And ever since that happened, we've had so many people show. We've gone from like twenty to thirty people at our at one of our local shops to like sixty to seventy. Mm-hmm. It's insane and. Honestly, I like it a lot more, especially with, um, what is it? There was a mechanic, I think it was not, was it in Theros? No, no, it was in, um, it was in Throne of Eldraine. Hmm. Uh, hang on, I'm going to have to remember what it is. What does it do? Hmm? What does it do? Uh, no, I'm trying to remember, but I remember there was a, there was a mechanic in Throne of Eldraine that I was, that I was like, I don't want to go to this pre-release because everybody is going to be stuck in mirror matches and we're not going to get out of here till 7 a.m. <laughs> and I'm going to have to look that up. Was, That's going to drive me crazy. There was adamant. There was was an adamant. Food. I know that. Um, oh, it was food. Sorry, yeah. it was food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was just like, people are just going to make a bunch of food and they're going to have a board state and everyone's going to be at 80, 90 life and they're just going to sit there. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's it's fine. It's It was... It, 
it's fine. I ended up doing doing one. And I was I was like, okay, this this was good. Hmm. Uh, I didn't go to the midnight one, and I asked the people afterwards, like, hey, what time did y'all get done with the midnight release? It's like, yeah. well, it was four rounds. We got done around eight thirty. Oh, like, wow. that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, you've got all that food floating around and synergy uh, of what to do with it, or at the very least, eating it, and then the life never oh, goes yeah. down. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to give a little shout out to that shop or any of those local shops that you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. My favorite shops go to uh, in the Birmingham area. Uh, there's Gear Gaming. Gear Gaming is one of the newest shops in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, they um, they specialize in Magic, Warhammer, D and D figures, and whatnot. They're the newest one. Then there is Card Addicts. Card Addicts is a big Magic shop. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably the biggest one in the area, and they've been around for oh man. Uh, the newest owners actually just celebrated their three-year anniversary, but before oh, cool. that, I think the other owners under for two years, mm-hmm. and they've done a great they've done a great job with that. They've expanded, and they're probably probably the one the most popular one there. And then we have another shop in the area. That we like I said, we have a lot of shops, but the mm-hmm. main main three are Gear Gaming, Card Addicts, and then the other one is called Pinnacle. Pinnacle is also one of the newest shops. They've been around for about a year and a half or so, mm-hmm. and they're doing they're doing a great job. They just switched owners. Um, the guy who owns it, his name is Josh, and he um, he's been doing a great job with it. He is working mostly with online sales right now because mm-hmm. you know we yeah. can't actually go in there. But I actually went to their website the other day, and it was very impressive. It was mm-hmm. a lot more. It reminded me more of the Star City Channel Fireball. Oh, one. sure. Yeah. It just needs articles and it's good. <laughs> so yeah, they're all great. They're all great shops. If y'all are ever in the Birmingham area, check them out. And yeah, I guess that, that's it. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Hopefully, um, hopefully they hear the podcast and then um, brim up with pride for uh, getting the shout out. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Now, we talked about, like, maybe a card or two that you liked, but uh, what about a more complete deck? What do you like running? Oh, man. So, if, if we want to run... Are you talking about standard or are you talking about every format? Anything you'd like, sure. I'd love to hear okay. it all. So, my absolute favorite deck is humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Five-color humans mm-hmm. uh, in modern. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is when I first started playing, I had three decks that I started with. The first one was a Demir Mill deck, because um, I was like, this seems... This seems kind of fun. I just, you know, dump all the cards out. Mm-hmm. And I played that at my first FNM, and I went, I remember I went 2-3. I remember the records of all these decks. Hmm. I went 2-3. I'm like, okay, that wasn't terrible. I lost one, won one, lost one, won one, lost one. It's like, what if I just go really fast and just ignore these giant creatures that are coming down? Because during this time, uh, it was during the time of Thrag Tusk and Restoration Angel to mm-hmm. blink your Thrag Tusk, so you gain five life, pick Mega 3-3. I'm like, what if we just... Go real fast. So mm. I built a mono red deck where I basically found every one drop and just put them in there and started swinging. Mm-hmm. And I went three two. And the last deck was the first deck I ever five owed with. It was a green white humans deck, and I loved it because it ran Champion of the Parish, which I thought was the best card ever, and a bunch of things to make other humans. I was like, man, if I could just do this the entire time, I would love Magic, <laughs> which I mean I did love it. But I was like, if I could just go five zero every time, this would be great. Yeah. So then I was like looking around. I was like, you know, let's look at some new decks. It was like the first week that humans came out. I saw this list. I'm like, this is it. This is the one. <laughs> so I built it and I actually have it foiled out now. It's won me many, many mm-hmm. events. Um, but yeah, I love that deck. Um, I love Champion of the Parish. Manus Rider is one of my favorite cards. Uh, yep, everything there. Then if we move on to standard, I really don't. 
know what my favorite deck and standard is right now because of you know all the Ikoria cards that are coming out. But yeah. I love Jeskai Fires um, mm. before it all. Uh, it just seemed great because you know you can just slam this enchantment down and then. I can play Cavaliers. I can play. Mm. My favorite version was the one that ran Fay of Wishes. Mm. So, you know, I can just fetch anything and I can find any card. And the reason why I like this deck the most is because um, at the pre release for um, for a Throne of Eldraine, I pulled my pre release foil was a Fires of Invention. I pulled a regular <laughs> Fire Invention and I pulled a Fay of Wishes. And I was building uh. a deck. I'm like, I was like, whoa, hang on. This, does this do what I think it does? Yeah. And I was right. I was like, I can go through this and all my pre-release stuff and just get whatever I want. Yeah. It's like, this is broken. So Wishes are like, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I messaged uh, my friend uh, Alex and he was like, hey, I was like, dude, we should build a deck like that's around this because this seems really good. And I built a Grixis one and it was okay, but the goal was basically to get Nicol Bolas for mm. your sideboard and do cool stuff. And then like we started playing it. We did really well. And then I was like, what if we have white? And that's when the Jeskai Fires list started coming. I was like, I'm a genius. <laughs> I'm so smart. So, so that's my favorite deck in standard. Uh, Pioneer, I don't know if I have a favorite deck, but I do really well with Mono Red. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like I just like playing Mono Red there. Uh, it's just got all my favorite cards. It's got jo- Goblin Chain Whirler. It's got mm-hmm. Glorybringer and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, that format's very new to me. Um, so I'm still kind of experimenting with it. I'll tell you, I hate the Inverter deck. Have you nah. played that one? No, but I do know that it is uh, uh, enemy number one at the moment on oh, the Pioneer. I do, not, I do not like that deck. So I played an IQ the week that it came out, and all my friends were preparing for this deck. I'm like, hang on a second. If everyone is making this deck, we're going to a local IQ, and every store in the area, I talk to them basically to look for uh, these uh, inverters, and nobody had them. I'm like there is going to be no inverter decks at this tournament. Uh-huh. So I didn't even prepare for it. And I was right. There was one. And uh-huh. he lost in the first round. And I actually ended up winning that IQ because <laughs> I had I had five sideboard slots, not for, uh, you know against other decks. Yeah. So, but now I can't win a game. <laughs> well, that's the <laughs> thing you know, that, want... like, uh, you know, everyone talks about the metagame. But sure, are you talking about the metagame globally or locally? If you're talking about it locally, yeah. it's going to be different than what everyone is reading on the same articles and trying to prepare. Oh, I agree. I, I completely agree. It's like, if you're preparing for a local one, give it like a two-week buffer, mm. and, then, and then you're fine. Yeah, because everyone then, has to order their cards, and they, they don't have guys. everything that they need at that moment. Exactly. And then I actually have a... I actually run a Legacy uh, League mm. over in uh, Birmingham. A bunch of our, a bunch of uh, the people that wanted to play were like, you know, we're tired of people not showing up, so we're, you know, we're just not going to show up either. Mm. And sometimes we'll just randomly get together and play. I'm like, you know what? Let's stop this. I'm putting a... So I basically just made a group, and I was like, okay, here's what's going to happen. We all want to play, right? And they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, why don't we play every other Thursday so people aren't burnt out? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, okay, we can get behind that. So every Wednesday, I would send out a poll and say, hey, do y'all want to play this, this Thursday? Mm-hmm. And usually we'll get about eight or nine people that are like, yeah, let's do it. So uh, since I was starting, since I started this, we've been able to fire. We've never, we've had one not fire, but ever since then, We've had at least eight. The most we've ever had was like 20 or so people mm-hmm. with it. But we're allowed, we allow proxies and whatnot. So, you know, okay, yeah. you don't have to pull out, you know, $500 for an underground seat. Yeah. You don't but, have to pull out a mortgage just to play your cards. It's yeah. You've got your proxies there. And if everyone's cool with it, then, yeah, let's sling some cards. It was great. It actually started because uh, G 
Atlanta last year was Legacy, and I was like, I want to prepare for this. So, mm-hmm. so uh, we started preparing, and the two people that played the deck the lo- their longest, one played Painter, and honestly, I think he's the best Painter player in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy was playing a DNT, and he's one of the best DNT mm-hmm. players in Birmingham. They mm-hmm. both day two'd. I was like, yeah, that's mm. that's about right. And I missed it by one, yeah. losing to <laughs> losing to DNT. But yeah. yeah, but no, they're great. I would play my favorite legacy deck is Charlotte's Book. It's it's a very old deck, but it's one of my favorite card. It's one of my favorite decks. Charlotte's Agents, one of my favorite cards. Um, mm. You know, it's a one one blue green uh, Cascade, yeah. and you know, Cascade into Tarmogoyf, Baleful <laughs> Strix, uh, Ancestral Visions, or anything like that. Yeah, and then I just every time they add a one blue green card into, uh, you know, once they make every time they make a one blue green mythic, you know. Oko or Uro, I was like, you know what, let's just put this in. Let's just try it out. Mm-hmm. And usually it just fits in the deck. And mm-hmm. I don't know. That's probably my, f- I think Humans is my favorite deck of all time, followed by Charlotte's Bug. Mm-hmm. So now, what yeah. about that up and coming format, Brawl? <laughs> Any thoughts on Brawl? No thoughts on Brawl, really. I mm-hmm. haven't haven't really uh, tried it out. I'm open to it, but I need yeah. to, uh, I need to look around and see what I want. See what yeah, I'd want exactly. to build. We all built. Oh man, when Brawl first came out, uh, I remember the problem was we all wanted to try it, but a lot of the players, a lot of the commander players that wanted to try it, were scared because it came out during Dominaria, if I remember right. I think and so. Everyone yeah. was scared. Yeah, everyone was scared because uh, it, the format was rotating. So everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Well, I don't want to get into it yet because you know everything's going to rotate," and that kind of made attendance bad and then mm. nobody showed up so yeah if we ever get a brawl crowd around uh around this area i'm very i'd be very down to try it i don't know who i try i'd probably try out the what is the 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 new the new card from Akoria. he's a human blue green if you ever tap a mana rock he, it produces two yeah, I you believe his name about? is Kinan. Something. That's like him. That? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I had someone. I had someone do that infinite uh, combo basically to me. I was in the uh, early access streamer event, and uh, someone was oh. playing that with Kinan and the uh, the the druid. What's that one green druid that's got hexproof? Oh uh, yeah, paradise druid. Paradise yeah, yeah. druid. So they were like totally. Uh, uh, it, I, it was like seven minutes nonstop trying to make a bunch of infinite mana to get their their one uh, hydroid crisis or something, and I was I just uh, sat there and like, okay, go ahead and do your infinite mana. I'll wait here, you know, you you want to do it, so I'll let you do it. And it was like seven minutes nonstop of tapping and untapping and tapping and untapping to <laughs> finally get to it. Man, I didn't play against that one. I was yeah. <laughs> that's that sounds awesome. Let's take yeah, a let's take a little pause right here. Actually, we were both in that um, early access streamer event, weren't we? Yeah, we were. We indeed were. So let's uh, give one quick, uh, one more FCC disclosure. Thank you, Wizards of the Coast, for allowing us to be <laughs> in that. And it was really cool. And any general thoughts about uh, about that? How many times have you done those events? That was actually my first one. Um, I joined the uh, program about a month, about two months ago. Mm-hmm. And I saw that. I was like, this seems like the most, like, the most fun thing to do. So I got... So I saw the event. I saw when it was. Uh, I told my friends, like, guys, I get to do this event. Send me some decks. <laughs> we'll yeah. See what we can do. And the I had, I basically had three decks that I that I wanted to try out and see if these were really good. And then I had three that were just the jankest decks I could come up <laughs> with. And honestly, 
one of the jank decks went 11 and 3. So oh, wow. It's like, oh, man, that is... That that seems good. I actually built it because I was like, you know what? Let's play this on rank. Let's see if it's good. I actually went like 3 and 2. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it's it was fun. It was... Five color Nibmizid Gigantha fires. I'll I'll send you the list later. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous, but it's also like seventy wild cards. So <laughs> seventy rare wild cards. So like yeah, say if you have the cards, I I would check it out. If you don't, yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a it's a very fun deck. It's, you, especially it's it. fun when you're playing with house money. You know they gave us so many yeah, gems yeah, exactly. to do whatever we want with it. But then when we're back to real life, we might not have all yeah. of the wild cards that we need. Yeah, I ended up buying a few packs, and I got I got lucky because I got a bunch of the land stuff, so I was able to build it. I had to change a couple things, and mm. then, yeah, it was great. Yeah, if only we had unlimited money, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, well. <laughs> well, speaking of Arena, in your recollection, in your recollection, is there any cool, funny, weird, interesting moment that you've had that you'd like to share? Uh, probably the best moment. Probably one of the, I guess, funnest moments I ever Probably the funniest moment actually I had was um, I play. I wish I was streaming. This was actually the point where I was like, I need to start streaming Magic. Um, me and my friends were just messing around, be, um, just saying, you know, we I bet we could build a, a sixty island deck and win <laughs> win a few games. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did. We built an, a a deck of sixty islands, and we just basically we didn't slow play, but we used the the messages. A bunch. Yeah. Basically, we said hello, oops, a good game, and seeing if we could win any games. And we went two and seven. So we won two games out of all of this. Mm-hmm. So, like this is ridiculous. Like it's so dumb. And like I said, we never we never slow played or anything like yeah. that. We would go island. We would just go island pass island. Good game. And then sometimes they would just concede. Yeah, so, those mind mostly, games. Yeah, it's all mind games. That just goes to show the different ways uh, that you can play Magic. I've got this really dumb, weird deck that uh, it is pretty much all islands and counter spells, and there's two creatures in it. One of them is the... One of them is the uh, Brineborn Cutthroat. That's what so, I was about to say. I was exactly. like, oh, there's Brineborn Cutthroat. And the yep. other one is the uh, Stone Coil Serpent, the one that you can uh, plus counters. So, I was hoping you were going to say it was the new Octopus. So oh, your your I, only plan is him and the Octopus. <laughs> that might uh, give me the idea to change that deck, actually, because Ooh, uh, there we go. <laughs> that's, that's what that deck is. It's just like a bunch of annoying counter spells, and it wins sometimes, and people do rage quit yeah, sometimes, yeah. and then sometimes... Uh, you do win legitimately and like yeah this is like a seven this is like a seven six brineboard cutthroat and you don't have much to do because i've countered everything else that's pretty awesome i remember uh when we were i think it was three seasons ago i was on diamond one and i was playing against it was the fire's mirror now i play mm-hmm. narset in mine and you know there's that ability that says they can only draw one card yeah. per turn so the guy has he's very ahead and he plays he's got Eight cards in hand. He's got so he just drew his eighth card, mm-hmm. and he plays Cavalier of Flames and discards his entire hand. Uh... And, and then it, and then the Narset blinks. The sound. And then he goes. He goes. Oops. And then concedes. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, it's like I wanted to find this guy's username. Yeah. 
<laughs> literally just say I am so sorry. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about these, uh, the you know, these static ability planeswalkers, very revolutionary that came out in War of the Spark and that Narset one, so good that it's even affecting Legacy and 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 all of oh, that. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, in paper, it's even more tricky where you really have to mind your P's and Q's. Whereas in Arena, it helps you a little bit, but it's still a really bad feeling when you're trying to do that. And and whoops, she she blinks and doesn't let you do what you want to do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are probably my favorite moments I've had on arena in the past couple past couple months i mean if i if i think farther back i'm sure i could think of more but mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> well I, back in I, the old days the quote-unquote yeah. old days of uh of the of the beta in arena i would love to use the uh, anointed procession plus the regal caracal and just make a bunch of cats and oh, the yeah, leon and yeah. war leader i just kind of love those uh, those effects that just make a bunch of tokens and so yeah, i'm I waiting until they yeah. Do you play any historic or anything like that? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been building a few historic decks. I actually got into it last season. And I've been enjoying that a whole lot. So I can't wait till they. I was. I was getting into. I can't wait till they add uh, Amonkhet and mm-hmm. Kaladesh into their into the uh, historic formats because yeah. I really miss playing Chandra, yeah. Forge of Defiance, and Heart of Kirin <laughs> and all those stuff. Gideon. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But, you know, but, you know, I'm glad that they're doing it. It's it is it's kind of weird to me when they're they're at these anthology packs where it's just like, okay, we randomly have Thalia and Meddling Mage now. I'm like, oh, cool. We're eventually going to build humans. Sweet. Yeah. Well, what's <laughs> funny is that they humans, first so. said like, well, what would you all think if we put like Brainstorm in here and Worm Coil Engine? And everyone's like, yes, please. Uh, but I don't know, maybe for like anthology six or something. Yeah, it'll eventually show up. So <laughs> it's a, I mean. I've enjoyed it a lot. I just need to ignore these gruel decks that are always coming <laughs> after me. So, and uh, and Field of the Dead. As if I can dodge Stomping Ground and Field of the Dead, mm-hmm. everything's perfect. Yeah. Like I don't even care. I don't even care if I win or lose. I just I'm gonna have a good time. So. Yes. So, if you are more towards the advanced level of things, what is some advice you'd like to give to newer players? Because we're getting such an influx of people in paper or arena. What would you like to say to them? So, um, the most important thing, and it's because I went, th- I I did this. Um, when you f- when you're in arena, you can use your wild cards to um, you can use your wild cards on cards you haven't collected. It took me eight months to figure this out. And the only reason why I figured this out was um, because one of my friends pointed it out because I was looking for like watery grave or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have opened so many packs looking for this one watery grave so I can make them all. And he's like, well, why don't you just hit not collected? I'm like, <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> he pointed that out. Oh no! Well, that must have <laughs> like, been during the time where the interface wasn't as straightforward. So I can, uh, I can yep, definitely exactly. see that. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, it was rough. And then uh, uh, it took me a little while, but I also figured out best of three and all that. And it, it was mostly because like I was thinking about it, but I was like, I, I didn't want to look for it. And I, I was just like, okay, maybe they're just doing best of one, or it's like, okay, maybe this is how they incentivize getting 
uh, buying packs or something. And then mm-hmm. my friend pointed that out. I'm like, I'm just dumb. Cool. <laughs> well, I think part of the problem is that they're not naming these things in a very good way. Like what's up with yeah. these names of simply play or like mm-hmm. traditional play? Like, why don't they call it best of one, best of oh, three? Yeah. I really wish they would use the common yeah, names that are used there. Traditional and yeah. just play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, play, play what you like. Yeah. Also, um, play what decks, play what decks you like. I mean, the worst thing that could, that could happen is, you know, you lose a couple, you lose a couple games, you might burn a couple wild cards, but like, if you think something's cool, you might as well try it out. Um, I was talking to a friend, uh, this is, this is happened twice. Uh, most recently I was like, Hey, is it like, I was messing around with Karuga and he's just good in fires, isn't he? He's like, no, no, he's not. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And now he's a staple. Mm-hmm. And then I was also talking about arc like Phoenix. When that came out, I was like, this card seems actually really good. <laughs> he mm. seems like a good card to play. And they're like, I don't know if he's going to be that good. <laughs> and then he was pl- being played in modern. I'm like, yeah. guys, guys, so, so just listen to you. Just listen to your heart. <laughs> yes, exactly. Even if yep. you're not climbing that ladder, but you're having fun yeah. and trying out cards and decks that you like, that's that's part yeah, of yeah. it all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that being said, like once you make a deck and if you want advice, please ask. I mean, you know, ask somebody. Yeah. I mean, most people are very... I mean, most people are very happy, you know, help you out with, with the deck. Be like, you know, what if you try this out? What if you try this out? So, mm-hmm. I mean, we're a community. So. Exactly. I think that's one of the strongest aspects of, of this game, that the gathering part of Magic the Gathering is very strong, and people are happy to share advice or anecdotes yeah. or, uh, you know, tips on improving or even, like, their own pitfalls so that you can avoid them. Yeah, I miss the gathering portion. One yeah. day we'll get out of quarantine. Mm-hmm, so. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I do enjoy these. Uh, I do enjoy these F and M at homes that they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just got done with uh, with the one. It was a singleton event, and uh, one of my friends actually. I was looking. I was thinking of singleton decks. I'm like, all right, what would be good here? One of my friends sent me a cat deck. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this deck is actually pretty good. <laughs> um, so I played it for a couple, and I got two wins. I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and uh, get the code. I'll go ahead and get the code from uh, my from uh, one of the Your shops shop. and then I continue playing it and it was great. And I've seen some shops, uh, what they're doing is um, none of our local ones are doing it, but I've heard of a couple that are, um, uh, they are basically running F and M's and they're starting like a discord server and being like, okay, we're going to post pairings here. Just do a direct challenge. And then y'all mm-hmm. just report the results results right here. Yeah. And they'll do things like, you know, guys, thank you all so much for doing this. We're going to give you all store credit. And uh, there was one that I saw they were they were giving away, <clears throat> well they you know they were going to give away pre-release kits basically basically when the, they do the pre-release they had one for them. So. Oh, cool! Oh yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was really cool. Oh, I don't know what the name of the store was because my friend was mentioning it to me. It was a store in Las Vegas. I know that it was oh, okay. Dark Side Games. Mm-hmm. They did it. It's a little so. bit. It's a little of a drive for both of us. I'm in San Diego and and you're oh, okay, you're over cool, there. Cool. So I think it'll be a little yeah. hard to get out to to get our copies of it. You need to get that. Uh, yeah, I need to get that pre-release box. It'll be worth it. It'll have the foil Garuda and foil. Um, uh, what else? Foil Lurises. Every pack has a foil Luris. Mm-hmm. That pre-release good. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I drive. It's only what <laughs> a day, day and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so. See the sights. Yeah, I see the sights. Yeah, mm-hmm. the deserts. <laughs> <laughs> Driving this way, but yeah. So overall, we've been enjoying um, our time on Magic Arena, and uh, we've been enjoying our time playing Magic throughout all of these years. But what would you say, perhaps, is a way that that Magic c- could be improved in terms of the game, or uh, you know, the community, or like anything that comes to mind about improvement? 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I was. That's what that was the question I was pondering the most. I do, I do enjoy the game and whatnot. Um, the one thing I don't like is the uh, is you know the month after uh, a set comes out, um, everybody, everybody on forums and you know the Reddit pages and all that are saying you know this card's broken. We want you to ban it. Mm-hmm. Just kind of whine about a card mm-hmm. instead of. I remember in you know, 2013, 2014, we just had broken card. We just had a broken card, and then you know decks came to beat that, and you know other cool decks showed up. But I don't, I don't know, I don't know. That's I don't know if it's a wizard's problem or a community problem. But I'd really like to uh, <laughs> give cards a chance. Yeah, I really like to give cards a chance. Like this new Garuda deck, uh, people have been kind of complaining about it. Hmm. Honestly, it's not that hard to beat. Like uh, you have to devote so many cards to Garuda. Now the one thing that I do hate is if you do, uh, if if he does become prevalent, a lot more people are going to turn to counterspell magic and whatnot. So I'm assuming that you're going to see more of the flash decks and whatnot. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it'll warp it a little bit, but I think it might be okay. I don't know. I think I'm contradicting myself. <laughs> like <laughs> it's kind of weird. But. Well, it's a, it's a thought process to reason it out because you're right about it. Like I think people are too quick to ban. I think with yeah. just like the the light speed of social media yeah. that everyone shares an opinion and suddenly everyone else has the yeah. same opinion, it can really snowball in like this is a problem or that's a problem. And I know I've had other guests on the show talking about like, well, yeah, everyone was complaining about Field of the Dead, but I could handle it. You know, my strategy, yeah, exactly. my, my list could handle it. And yeah. uh, maybe, you know, the, 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 the squeaky wheel gets the, gets the grease, but, um, you know, mm-hmm. there's different ways to handle it. So I, I haven't myself seen Garuda be very much of a problem, and I don't doubt a lot of people are feeling that it is, but things will adjust, and I think we're just way yeah. too eager to jump into the, mm-hmm. the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Now, I will agree, Oko was a problem. That, yeah. that was a little bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, you know, Garuda has the companion stipulation if you want to go that way, and then it's got other things... Uh, you know, six mana cost and all of that in, in colors that aren't quite yeah. known for, for ramp and such. Yeah. So I think it's, it's because of the stipulation. I think it'll be okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like cards like Oko, that card mm-hmm. was broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veil of Summer, it was it was okay, but mm-hmm. I understand their reasoning to ban it. I like reading the, the reasonings why they ban cards and whatnot yeah. as well. So, yeah, I think that's okay. cool that they are transparent about it and put out those releases and do give a, a little paragraph or two of explanation, not just saying, okay, this is gone just because everyone says so. Yeah, I might like it if they do uh, they do a rata, like like maybe do something like with Oko. Um, mm-hmm. There was a my friends were talking. It's like, what if we change the plus two to a plus one mm-hmm. and change the next plus one, the one that turns into an elk, into it could either be a plus one or it could. Uh, it could either be a plus one and only target your things, mm-hmm. or a minus one and have the same ability. Yeah. It's like it would still be broken, but I think it would be easier to handle because the biggest problem is you know when you Oko and you plus it up and it's already on six yeah. on turn three. It's like I can't deal with this. So, yeah, exactly. I don't know. So maybe an Arata would help because I know there's card games that do. If you yeah. ever played what's it Star Wars Destiny, they they uh, they do Arata's all the time, and I believe what is it Eternal does. Aratas mm-hmm. also it's another card game mm-hmm. so yeah know, that might be I mean, a way it, to go definitely yeah it, it's a little harder it's a little harder because you know it's hard to explain to newer players that the card that you just pulled see all these amazing abilities yeah they don't actually say that right now <laughs> so i don't know how they'd actually do it they do it with uh star wars destiny basically they have a um it's a it's another card game that um uh, 
that also uses dice. I don't know if you've ever played it before, but no. they basically will have a uh, like a little forum and basically say, hey, this card just got buffed, this card just got nerfed. So mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. But, mm-hmm. so, you know, but maybe it's something to consider, because I know they did it to uh, Teferi, Hero of Dominaria, uh, but it wasn't like a really big thing. It was it was with its plus two. It was it was you know to draw a card and then it untapped two lands. They changed it to up to two, but that was because it was a typo. So. Oh, okay, and uh-huh. then similar. Well, they did do something with that one Demir pirate. Um, what's that one that steals things? Because it, it you oh uh, hostage taker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one did have one of those zero day um erratas i believe but yeah. usually it's been a minor thing but it's true that perhaps that could be an avenue that wizards explores even though it seems like they're afraid of that where like we don't want the disparity between printed and digital cards however uh there's that that recent godzilla card right uh space godzilla death corona which is yeah, like, not, oh, not no. a good word anymore to use so the- you know as soon as that happened they were they were just in their office like we messed up (laughs) how could we have not predicted the future about disease we picked the wrong word we picked there were so many words that could have been picked Mm -hmm. (laughs) i bet if they had called it like you know gleaming corona we'd be okay (laughs) no maybe not (laughs) i mean you've seen them online like the card is okay but like they're going online for like right now or something Mm -hmm. like that yeah so it's something ridiculous so and they're going to be uncommon so are do they really command those prices Mm, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, did you ever see the price of was it foil foil Japanese Narset? I didn't see the price, but I didn't doubt that it was uh, pretty high up there. Uh, when it came out, it was four hundred dollars. Now so, we're talking about Narset or, or Liliana. Uh, Narset. Oh, the Narset also foil, got up there too. The Narset uncommon was, and then the Lily was like a thousand. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's still there. The the Narset's dropped down. I know mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So these prices are crazy. <laughs> Definitely, you got to pay for those premiums. Mm-hmm. So. Especially when they have like a some form of scarcity, because you can actually see that. Okay, the Japanese ones, well, in theory, they're released in Japan, and yeah, you can get them internationally, but it's even harder and more expensive, and they're harder to get. And the foil ones, yeah. so there's that sort of thing. But then when you talk about like the like the uh, Space Godzilla one, well, it's going to be in the first print run, which I which I know they're all printed, and there's millions of those cards going to be hitting shelves, and they're yep. uncommon. So are you sure you want to pre-sell them or try to sell them that expensive already? Yeah, I mean, if they're selling, I guess I guess it's fine, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. The one thing that was crazy, uh, speaking of like different prices and whatnot, is the, uh, the Secret Lair bundle prices. Mm-hmm. Those have been ridiculous. And the thing that drove me crazy about it wasn't really the price, but it was the allocation and all that. Yeah. So my, a couple of my local game stores, uh, they were saying, you know, we're going to get a couple. We're going to get a couple. So we yeah. should have enough for y'all to buy. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool. What's the price? Mm-hmm. And they already told us the price. I'm like, that's a little steep. Yeah. And then uh, they got back to us and they said, hey, we're getting one. Oh. We were allocated one of these. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no. So yeah, I was pretty disappointed about that because I was like, ah, I don't. It's like, I know people are going to be rushing for it because they weren't doing pre-orders for it either. So it's like, it's like so only one person is going to get it. People are going to probably rush to get it or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it, especially spend $300 in cards I already own. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the uh, secret layers, that's its own topic of a podcast. But basically, the theory of it, I think is pretty cool. But the execution of it hasn't been as good as it could have been, especially with the allocations with the most recent one of the ultimate edition. 
um, yeah. Fetchland one, and uh, the one that I did want to get, but I just kind of totally forgot about it. Like, I, I wanted to get the OMG Kitties one because I just love like fun jank stuff, and I like cat yeah, decks. Yeah. And I wanted to get that one, and everyone was telling me about it and telling me, "Hey, you're you're the guy that likes to do cat decks. Don't forget this." And I had it on my calendar, but I forgot about it. I never bought it, oh, and so sucks. it's like. Uh, yeah, I, I missed it, but that's okay. You know, there's plenty of other yeah. things to worry about, but um, sometimes it just does feel like there's a little too much product. Even though we have the usual four releases per week, we have a bunch of ancillary products, and you don't need to get every product, but uh, yeah. that's, I think, one thing also that the community sometimes is too much about, like, why, why is this expo- so expensive and another product? But yeah, you know, it might not be the best way to say it, but not everything mm-hmm. is for everyone, and you yeah. have your own ability to buy what you want and what you need. They don't. Uh, some people from the community don't understand that. Some of them just like to complain. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you got that. So yeah. overall, I, I think I think most people are pretty positive. It's just you yes. Know, you know, ne- you know the ne- the negativity is it's not great. <laughs> but yeah. what, what people always see, you never hear you never hear good on the news. You always hear the bad news. So. That's even like in like in Yelp reviews. You always see the bad reviews of a place, and uh... man, that's the first thing I look at. The first thing I do is go to a <laughs> like when looking at a hotel or yeah. anything like that. It's like, oh, look at these okay one star, uh, five star reviews. What's the one star review say? Yeah, so, exactly. Like I don't even read the five stars. I just <laughs> go for the ones. Like okay. Well, on the opposite side of the coin, can you identify one thing that you love about magic? Um, I love the diversity of it i love how you can make any deck that you want mm-hmm. um i love how in the same card game you can you know play 20 cards on turn one and win the game and with uh with a couple of tweaks you can you know play a game that lasts an hour and a half and mm-hmm. you win because one of your opponents uh, has drawn their last card um mm-hmm. You know, I just like that you can make whatever you want. Want it? You can make a combo deck. You can make an aggro deck. You can make a troll deck, <laughs> and all that. So you can build. You can build decks around these janky combos. I will never understand how some of these people figure out figure out these decks. Yeah. Like, like well, that's um, the main like thing about or- uh, that's the main thing about like Delver. Uh, these were cards that were laying dormant for a long time, and now there's a new format, and so people are going through their old boxes of things, I guess, and like, hey, this combo might actually work. Yes, exactly. Like, I, like, it baffles my mind. Like, I just don't think like that. Like, I think very aggro-ish. I will never think like a, like a combo player. Like, mm-hmm. like, I never, like, I'll never think how, like, the Storm players think. Like, <laughs> I'll, I've played Storm before, and I was like, okay, this is cool. But, like, how, I would never have built this in a million years if I've never, if somebody didn't tell me about this deck. Mm-hmm. Um like I'm very excited to see a song creation deck get built. Mm. I've seen it in a couple shells, but I want to see like a true combo. Uh, yeah. Like as soon as they play song creation, it goes off. Then another deck that the Lotus the Lotus Field decks has blew me away too of like how people figured this out. So mm-hmm. so I love the, the the thing that I love about it is the diversity and the creativity of of the game. Mm-hmm. So like you know you can just do whatever you want and it's it's a fun time. Yeah, with over 20,000 cards in the whole history of the game, you're going to be able to put your own cool puzzle piece. And even if you just restrict it down to standard, which is often 1,300 to 1,800 cards or so, even with that amount, you're going to create interesting things. And if you're trying to chase the top points in the ladder or any sort of thing like that, well, yeah, maybe things homogenize a little bit. But then on the periphery of all of that, you can uh, create some interesting decks and, and have fun however you want. Oh yeah, that's one thing I do like about standard 
standard like right now is because nobody has solved it yeah. so every time i go on arena i can be playing anything so i didn't like it when i didn't like it when uh you know the what is it the uh the formats are easy to solve because everyone's like just play this deck mm-hmm. and then they play this deck and then in 20 to 30 percent of the uh field is this deck yeah. so it was like that when simic food was out um mm-hmm. Uh, the version of Mono Red that came out with Experimental Frenzy when mm-hmm. that card just came out, it was like that too. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I like it. I like more creative things. Mm-hmm. But, like I like playing against different things. Like I hate. I hate when somebody starts off planes and I'm like, what? What is this deck? What, like, like this is some jank deck. I love it when <laughs> you know somebody plays like a special land. I'm like, oh my gosh, I might be winning. I might be losing. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like exactly. this might be a really good deck. You know, what I feel is like, okay, they played either their tapped uh, Demir Shockland or or not. And then turn two, I know I'm getting thought erasured. So I, I kind of have that feeling like I know I'm getting yes, thought erasured. Exactly. And when it doesn't happen, I'm like, oh, okay, well, this might actually be a fun game, actually. The one that got me the hardest was when Gates started showing yeah. up. <laughs> so at first I was tilted because I was like, yeah. how did I lose this deck? And then it showed up a lot. I'm like... Hang on, let me build this deck real quick. Let me look this up real quick. Yeah. And I just looked up Gates and Standard, and the first thing that came up was an article. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is mm-hmm. this is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It's like this deck is doing well in this deck is doing well in a lot of events. And it's great. So Yeah, that little, like that when, little RAM got so big. Yeah. I love uh standard when um a set just rotates out. Like I like it when it's small. I don't like it when it's mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like it when it's big. I don't. I don't know what it is. Like, I, okay, let's say this. I usually do. I love the creativity when it's huge, mm-hmm. um, and then when it's small, I also like the creativity because it's um, because you know people are trying out new decks. I guess I don't like the middle because I feel like it was really when it went big set, small set. Because when the small set came out, it felt like you were just adding one or two cards to a format. I'm like, okay, I'm basically just playing the same decks mm-hmm. so <laughs> over and over. I'm basically just playing the same decks, except that they added something. So, yeah. so I love it when a big set like you know Accordia comes out, where you know the standard it standard looks nothing like it did a couple months ago, other than Mono Red still exists. <laughs> so, but other than that, I mean, you know, companions are around. Yeah. Uh, what's your opinion on compa- companions? By the way, I kind of like. like um, or- I like the creativity that they could breed. I do see that yes, you might have like a creature always on as clockwork on on uh on curve that is a problem i think but i do That's, like yeah. the creativity of it in terms of here's a deck that you've got to do it this way or that way if you want to have this extra card i do agree i, I like that a lot yeah the first thing that i saw was press i'm like all right this is a cat <laughs> so mm-hmm. i i built a cat deck for mm-hmm. uh the Aquaria early access stream and i was like this this is great but i want to it's like i feel like this deck is this, this deck is too broken. So, mm. I mean, I was playing Croxa every turn. That seems good, <laughs> right? Yeah. Croxa, and if I don't have Croxa, I'm playing a cat. Mm-hmm. I, I did a, a cat deck as well, but I went a little bit more meme because I went with uh, the Selesnya cat Kahira. Uh, so that's the cat lord that gives oh, all yeah. plus ones to either cats, beasts, like three other things. Cats, beasts, nightmares, like well, one more thing. Now, all uh, that stuff, yeah, that's, yeah. That's the one I went for. So yeah, I, I, I have a bunch of cats and... Uh, it it does fun stuff, especially a little bit more on Brawl, where you can uh, kind of do a little bit more interesting stuff there. But uh, I had fun during that early access event playing a, a cat deck against few people. And when I got back into regular my regular account, I did beat once or twice an Uro deck with my cat deck, so that felt good. Oh, nice! That's all, that does always feel good. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, 
You know, I've seen a lot of people right now main deck and Graph Digger's Cage because yeah. of all these cat decks <laughs> and all these... Uh, it stops Companion, if I remember right. Oh, so, okay. Because yeah. it can't... Yeah. What? Does it stop Companion? I don't know. It might. So. <laughs> well, let's use the magic of the internet <laughs> right here. It's the internet. Never heard of that before. Let's see. Graph Digger. <laughs> creature... Creature cards in graveyards and libraries cannot enter the battlefield, and players cannot cast spells from graveyards or libraries. So I, okay, it doesn't uh, stop campaigns. Sorry, it stops other things. Though. Yeah, my bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's what I was. That's what I was thinking. Okay, I'm sure yeah. there's another card that does stop it. However, I, I, I kind of sure have there... it on the edge of my mind that there is at least yeah. one more card that doesn't let you play things from anything besides your yeah. hand or something. Yeah, I've seen a lot of decks mainboarding graph diggers and uh, leyline. Uh, yeah. Because they're scared of these cat decks, scared of these Garuda decks, and stuff like that. And that mm-hmm. that kind of that kind of makes me think that it might be an unhealthy format. But mm. I mean, we'll we'll see. It's never good when people are main decking graveyard decks. <laughs> exactly when they're <laughs> in, main in decking sideboard stuff. In a competitive standpoint, yeah. Um, but like, there was one time like I was just grinding for. I did one of those challenge events, and I was playing Cat, and I was playing against Mono Red, and he starts off turn one Graph Digger's Cage. I'm like, mm. what the heck am I playing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are they this? so afraid of? Yeah, I was like, what are they scared of? And I looked at my hand, and I saw the, the cat. I'm like, oh, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah, I lose. Cool. And he uh, proceeded to beat my face then, so mm-hmm. it was a fun time. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, in all the time that we've been talking, we've made it pretty obvious that magic is the best hobby of all. But oh, yeah. <laughs> other hobbies do exist. So, what is what is it? What is a non what is a non magic hobby that you also like to engage in? Yeah, um, other than doing like video games and stuff like that, uh, one of my biggest things, golf. Um, it's one of my favorite thing favorite things to do. Have you ever have you ever played before or heard of it? Very little. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's basically if uh, golf and uh, I guess ultimate frisbee had a baby so it's basically you're throwing disc at not it's not a hole but it's the the equivalent of a hole and it's just fun to go it's just fun to go out with a bunch of actually a bunch of my magic friends play it too uh we usually if we don't have an event on a saturday or sunday we usually just go out to a couple of the parks and we just throw some disc and have a good time yeah. just everybody's there everybody's there um just talking about you know what they can improve and all that and we talk we talk magic we talk yeah you know disc golf we talk all that watching the pros though hurts me because they're so <laughs> much better than i am like they're getting birdies and stuff and i'm getting like plus twos <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um usually after uh, if a magic event doesn't go well and there's still daylight we usually try to hit a disc golf course mm-hmm. so although it does there's always that one guy when we're uh <laughs> when we're uh, packing up the stuff where they see us bringing the disc golf things, like, "Hi, you have that much confidence in your deck, huh?" I'm like, "Yeah," <laughs> <laughs> but then he feels stupid when he o threes, and I'm, you know, at the top tables, like, "Yeah, you can take my disc if you want. Go ahead." <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's a fun, it's a fun hobby. Um, some of the courses are built like uh, they're basically built into a hiking trail, mm-hmm. and uh, like we have one that's near our house. It's literally hole one, two, and three is just straight up uphill incline and it's mm. awful it's the war it's the worst uh-huh. and then but after that it's all downhill and it's great and then <laughs> there's some that are built kind of like golf courses where it's literally just you know an open field with a couple trees and mm. you know the disc they disc basically always just gravitate toward the trees so it doesn't really <laughs> matter where they are but they always just end up there i'm really good yeah. at hitting trees i can hit a tree from 300 miles out but the 
Well, it's, you know, the Earth's the magnetic pull or something. Yeah. But the hole, though, no, no, I couldn't hit that. It didn't <laughs> save my life. I got hit that from 10 feet away. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, a, it's a hobby. Like, I, I admit, I'm not but, you know, I enjoy it a lot. And, you know, it's good to, you know, after sitting down all day playing Magic, to, you know, go out and basically walk a 5K. So Yeah. You're the first yeah. person that mentions that. People do mention physical activities beyond Magic, but you're the first yeah. mer- uh, person that that mentions disc golf. So, so, yeah. uh, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I love um, I love doing. There's actually a store in uh, North Carolina. Um, one of my friends went to it. I think it's called. I guess it's a. I guess it's kind of a shout out, even though I've never been to the <laughs> store. But it's called Cape Fear Games. Ah. They are they're a store in. I don't know where in North Carolina, but. Um, they, he went into it and he said it was the most amazing store ever. It was in a small town, and he walked in and it's like a store that's as big as like a, it's like a like a supermarket. Mm-hmm. And, and on one side it's like magic stuff, like all car games, and on the other side it was board games and disc golf stuff. <laughs> and it's like, and he's like, why am I not living here? I'm like, why am I not living here? <laughs> yeah, it's got everything <laughs> that you would ever want. Yeah, right. It's got like. I don't ever have to leave. If this place sells food, I yeah. can live here. It's fine. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I never got to go anywhere again. It's great. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, the primary one. And then, you know, I, I played I played video games for most of my life, too. I was, you know, from, I guess, my first console was when I was, like, five mm-hmm. or so. And just started playing stuff through there. I'm playing the new Final Fantasy right now. I'm playing, you know. I is that the remake or is that, the, yeah. or is that a new one? Uh, the remake, yeah, it's uh, been a ton of fun. I've been pacing myself. I tried streaming it for a while, but like I didn't really. I felt like everybody that wanted to watch this game has already watched it, yeah. and I was also wanted to be selfish. Just like I'm gonna take this at my own pace. I'm just yeah. gonna play. I'm gonna enjoy myself. So, did you, you ever know, play the selfish. original? I did not. Um, I know a couple spoilers and stuff like that, and mm. I know it's one of the better games. So yeah. my, I think what I'm gonna do is, uh, it's on sale on Steam for like 15 bucks. Like I might play this uh, this remake and then go back and play the other one because it's a very different game. Because yeah. you know the other one is turn based, and you know this one is um, this one is basically just full on battle. Like you just go in and it's kind of you know RPG ish. So yeah, but it's a it's a fun time. And then I like Dark Souls because it's a it's a challenge. I like challenging myself. So hmm. and you know Dark Souls is noted to be one of the hardest games yeah so i just want to uh give myself a little bit of a challenge see if i can do it and you know when you when you beat one of those bosses yeah but yeah that's primarily what i do that's primarily what i'm doing right now because you know we're in quarantine but yeah. luckily uh disc golf is a is an outdoor activity that we are still allowed to do as long oh, as we okay. social distance yeah. So as long as I don't hit anybody with a disc, we're fine, which I haven't yet. Um, so <laughs> just those I, I'm trees. really good at missing people. Yeah, yeah, just the trees. Like all you have to do is imagine you're playing uh, playing frisbee when when there's people on the course because you know you you're not going to hit them if you if you're aiming for them. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And when I do hit them, that means I'm officially good and also have a lot in my hand, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, so I do that, and then I you know they, you know luckily I still have a. Uh, I still have a job. I mm-hmm. work from I work from home normally, so we weren't really affected by this. The only thing that really got affected is our uh, mar- our marketing people got laid off because mm. they usually go to expos. Yeah. So we uh, so because of all this social distancing and all this, they aren't able yeah. to go to these expos. So we laid them off. 
uh, basically we said, you know, once this is over, y'all, y'all can come back, but you know, oh, that's in the meantime, good. we're going to let you go. So you can yeah. claim unemployment and stuff like that. So well, that's good. Yeah. Looking yeah, out for each and, other. It is tough. Definitely. Yeah. So but yeah, other than that, yeah. So the, my nine to five life hasn't changed, but my after, my after work life has changed a lot. It's mostly going to the, going to the apartment and streaming instead of normally what i would do is i would go to our lgs's i would play mm -hmm. tournaments and then when there's days where they don't have tournaments i would do streaming so yeah but now it's just you know i either stream all day or i do all that so yeah it's kind of a boring it's kind of a boring time but you know you got to be safe like they're exactly. starting to i don't know how it is over in san diego but over in like the southern states we're starting to open up open up stuff right now and yeah. it just doesn't feel right so yeah <laughs> exactly mind. That's yeah, uh, I heard someone say like you know this might be a little crass but I heard someone say this is like when you when you have you know one person peeing in the pool everyone's gonna get it it's not gonna stay in one place yeah so yeah I've heard people I've heard people say uh, basically us going out of quarantine is the equivalent of us going skydiving and deploying the parachute <laughs> and saying well the parachute's already uh, broken our fall a little bit we might as well take it off so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know it's yeah. it's a crazy situation either way but you know. That's yeah, I think we'll get through it. I think it is a scary time and such, but I think we'll get through it. This is a strong nation, and I think the people, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get through it. It's going to be scary yeah. for a little bit, but... Um... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was saying, look at the positive side. I think I mentioned it before. Like, you know, I mean, I've been able to uh, meet a lot of, meet a lot of uh, streamers Yeah, uh, this way, too. A lot of people have started. Like, I asked a bunch of people, it's like, when did you start? They say, oh, we started around March or so. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wow, you mm -hmm. started because... Like, you know, it's basically they wanted to stream, but they didn't have time. And now they did have time. Yeah. So I'm able to meet all these people. And a couple of the magic people, uh, a couple of the magic people that I've met, uh, they're trying to do competitive stuff as well. So it's like, oh, well, maybe we'll run into each other one day. Yeah. Maybe we can go to a, maybe we can go grab dinner after an event or something like that. Yeah. So, because, you know, I, lo I love meeting new people. I'm very extroverted. So, of course, this quarantine thing is killing me. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but we have a yeah. close enough alternative in this uh, sort of digital format with our streaming. I'm, I'm keeping this podcast going. I started it in uh, in January 2018. And the big idea was to just talk to different people about magic every single episode, talk about their magic story and then, you know, strategy, whatever, and just uh, keep it going. And I and I've. I've had a year of it now. You will you will be episode number seventy actually, oh, wow. uh, and then so every single week there's a brand new person. I do have people back, of course, and uh, some people have been back, you know, up to a fifth time. But most people oh, are, wow. are here awesome. once or twice. And uh, if I can't get a person, I do my own one-on-one -on -one chat about uh, a deck or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it's been really cool meeting a variety of people. And every time that I that I do these, especially with a brand new person, it reminds me again. This is a great game full of great people. And I'm just learning more magic uh, every single time. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. I mean, you know, like we said, it's the gathering; it's not the distancing. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, as we wind down, let's go ahead and tell the listeners again uh, your social media. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, Hargit618 on Twitch. Um, you know, check out my channel if you want. You can join the Discord as well. Um, my Instagram is also. Let me do a double check, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's still hard at 618. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. And yeah, that's, that's the primary way to uh, reach me. You know, yeah, if you've enjoyed my talking, mm -hmm. um, you know, give me, a, give me a follow. I like to play magic. I like to talk to my viewers and whatnot. And yeah, meet new people. 
So. Very cool. I'll add all of yep. those links to the show notes. And uh, this is going to go out to all of the podcast platforms. Of course, people can check it out on on um, Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, etc. They can get this from everywhere. So they can find me online as VM Campos everywhere on my YouTube, on my Twitch, Twitter, etc. I stream yeah, magic every Saturday at 8 p.m. Pacific time. And let me do a double check. I'm sure. pretty positive I follow you. So no, okay. let, me, let me make sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I do. But if not, I'm dropping you a follow right now. So. Oh, same thing. Yeah, same, same, yeah, same here. Yeah. yeah. So yep. Yep, uh, I do. I do follow. I thought I thought I did. So <laughs> yep, you look exactly like I thought you'd look. <laughs> That's a good thing, by the way. Well, That's thanks. not a bad thing. Yeah. So, just letting you know. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I stream on Saturdays, 80 p.m. Pacific time, the YouTube and Twitch at the same time. I've got a Patreon. People can check out the Patreon for uh, exclusive stuff. They can just also follow for free on Patreon. A lot of people don't know that, that you can just do a follow on Patreon and it still alerts you to all that good stuff. And if they go to the $1 tier, they unlock uh, extra stuff. And at the $2 tier, I'll actually mail people a vintage magic card in appreciation. Uh, but no, not a Black Lotus. Dang it. I was gonna do it. <laughs> well, if it's a proxy that I print from my printer, maybe, maybe that way. Hey, I'll, hey, I'll accept that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, once again, Will, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. Hope to have you on again at another point, and we'll talk even more strategy and how companions are breaking the format. Sounds good to me. This has been VM Campos, and I'll see you in the arena. <laughs> <laughs>